Kiev people are amazing and unbelievable amazing. They are work a colleague, they are working very hard. And uh, the example that they want to change is the recent revolution in Maidan. So they, they want to be and to feel better because they knew that around the Ukraine is another world. So that's why, that's why the people are, I really like the Ukrainian people. The country is so rich in terms of culture, in terms of possibility, in terms of everything that it's really difficult to find in Europe this kind of opportunity. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. In reality, Ukrainian people are much better, much more interesting and friendly than other people expect. This podcast is about the real life, experiences, work, and personalities of Ukrainian people with a focus on the capital Kiev, as well as foreigners who have experience in Ukraine and with Ukrainian people so that foreigners discover the positive truth about Ukraine, visit the country and invest in the economy, creating more opportunities for the younger Ukrainian generations to stay and build their country. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help clean the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer for the rest of his life, he always told me so many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for the children who lost their families in the war. I could not return to Ukraine in 2020 because of COVID-19. So this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine. And thank you all so much for the support. This podcast now is ranking number one on Apple Podcasts about Ukraine, top 100 travel podcasts in Switzerland, top 60 travel podcasts in the UK, top 25 travel podcasts on Apple Russia, and top 20 on Apple Poland. Thank you. My guest today is Ricardo Cassianini. From basketball to Ingram to building one of the largest luxury shopping malls in Russia with over 25,000 square meters and seven floors to becoming the executive vice president at the Helen Marlin Group. From Italy to Russia to the US to Argentina to Ukraine, Kiev, Ricardo has dealt throughout his career with the 2008 economic crisis the Euromaidan revolution, and now the COVID-19 situation, which is affecting the whole world. Ricardo, how are you today? Good, thanks for having me. I'm very good. And um, hello from uh, the cool Kiev, because today is minus 20. It's very rare in Kiev, minus 20. So I'm very, very happy to be a part of your famous podcast. Thanks for inviting me. I am honored, happy, glad. And now I would like to ask something. Can you give like a brief story about who you are that made you the Ricardo of today, just as a quick general context? I'm, um, I will be in May 52 years old, so uh, it's already more than 25 years that I'm traveling all over the world. And I had the opportunity to <clears throat> work with the very important top managers. 
manager. But, um, you know, recently, in the last 10 years, I have two uh, important mentors in my life. The first one is my father. We do a strictly and good connection every day. And the second one is the first uh, business manager that introduced the faction luxury in Russia, Mr. Corrado. So they are my mentor. And thanks to them, I'm now the, the person who I am now. I'm uh, extremely more uh, pragmatic, realistic, and uh, spiritual, let's say, because I strongly believe now in the energy, in the meditation, in yoga, and this activity can help me a lot. Wonderful. Now we will explore then more of the nature of reality then, because yeah. it reminds me of this. You became more spiritual which, yeah. and pragmatic, which is a contradiction. But normally they say that genius is being able to operate at two contradictory ways at the same time. So I salute your genius. But to ask you then about this, was it that in your life in the beginning, you thought that you could plan everything and that everything will go according to plan? And then life has shown you that there is a lot more of good fortune that can help someone become the best that they can be and that we cannot plan everything but be ready for opportunities and become the best version and that is how life works or what is your perspective on this um, i completely agree at the beginning of my career i was planning anything i just was uh, focused to increase my career, my salary, my position, my responsibility. And then step by step, uh, working in different countries in the world, I understand that these things are important, but not extremely important. So I try in the last, uh, let's say, eight years to be more detached from the material things and give more importance to the feeling with the people, to the connection with the people. I normally use the code the GQP. So I'm trying to meet just good quality people, people that give me something that I can give something to them. So it's a sharing of thought, consideration, emotion, feeling. The other things are now not any more important. Logically, I'm extremely professional, but I give more attention to the quality people that are around me and try to help them to to reach good uh, success and to work uh, properly and to think properly and to be good with other people around. Wonderful. Then I'll ask about two things. One, what is the criteria that allows you in a way to decide whether someone is a good quality person or not, or is it a feeling? And second, it seems that in many ways you learned from your mentors how to be a good mentor do you view that the role of a leader is in many ways mentoring good quality people? Or what is to you leadership in a way that all throughout your experience you came to the understanding and the conclusion that this is what leadership means? So it's the criteria for good quality people and about leadership. I usually say to all my colleagues and friends that uh, I, I think that I have uh, six sense. So that means I feel the people. I don't know what happened to me, and I notice more and more often recently, when I meet somebody, I immediately feel something. Uh, my, I'd say, warning alarm is if normally you have 
at least uh, at the beginning of any conversation or meeting, you have approximately seven seconds to remember the name of the person or to focus on some detail of the person. I have five seconds because I feel the person. I immediately connect with the eyes of the, of the person, of the person that is in front of me. And if I understand and if I feel comfortable, I consider this person is a good beginning of our conversation. Um, logically, this is my criteria, and I try to be most of the time extremely present during any kind of conversation, friendly, business, or any kind of meeting. So I want to be extremely attentive. That's why I'm studying to have a super brain, some courts online, to remember the name, to be attentive on the person that is in front of me. Uh, regarding my mentor, he taught me just a uh, few uh, let's say, um, suggestion, advice. Just treat the people that is in front of you as you would like they treat you. So I have a great respect for everybody and I give to all of them the opportunity to talk. As, as he taught me, be a good listener before to talk. So I like to talk with people and I really like to listen the experience of the other people that is in front of me. I love it. And you all find that this podcast is really about sharing experiences of people in exactly that the way that you describe. Then to ask you, you mentioned about having a super brain, which is learning. You mentioned about being uh, present, which means meditation. And you mentioned about giving everyone a chance, but also trusting your feeling about people, which is empathy or even being an empath which is even higher. Well, at your age of wisdom, is, are these things that you valued when you were very young and you grown throughout your life? Or was there an experience or story that made you decide, okay, learning must become a priority, presence has to be a priority, and getting in touch with the, my gut compared to like when speaking with people should become a priority now because of previous mistakes. I, I didn't have this feeling at the beginning of my career at all. I was not even present sometime during important meeting. I was just focused and overwhelmed by my things. Just recently in 10 years, uh, by case, I start to read uh, first uh, one book, that is the seven rules to be a success, to have success. And uh, I start to be more and more involved in all the spiritual life. So I travel a few times to India. I was in ashram to meet the monk, to understand how they are thinking. I was practicing, I'm practicing yoga and meditation every day. So for me, it's, uh, it's it's very important to have this kind of activity during the day because it's giving me the good start of the day. Uh, if I'm not meditating in the morning and in the evening, I feel not comfortable. Uh, regarding people, I always uh, like to be in the crowd and I always like to listen, but now more because I'm curious. I'm 51 and I'm trying to give at least some good um, suggestion to my friend, to my kids, to my family, to my colleague, because uh, I understand that it's uh, extremely important to listen that everybody has different 
uh, feeling, emotion, uh, request. So I'm, I'm really happy to be part of their life. Nevertheless, now, for example, I'm starting to study to be like a business coach, but just not to be, to have another, let's say, job when I will be hold on the retirement, just because I want to be better and I want to discover more things about myself because I recently discovered that the, this uh, spiritual uh, way is really full of so many information and I'm so curious to discover as much as I can. I love that you said you are curious and in some ways I am thinking that when you learn about things it's always about how does this teach me about myself as Ricardo when you listen to people you think what can I learn from their perspective that will make me a better person as me Ricardo and it's about learning 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 about who you are and about the world and that is in a way a strategy that you follow one is this correct second it's extremely correct I completely agree with what you said Thank you. And do you notice that many executives from all over the world that you meet might not have this strategy? Or do you view that anyone who will be higher in the hierarchy will have this strategy as well? Or it's not, but you try to share it and mentor people to follow that? <clears throat> I mean, I met a lot of these top executives and uh, logically they are managing billion of dollars of business so uh, they have their coach uh, business uh, coach uh, spiritual coach and uh, with some uh, recently when one famous manager in italy we share uh, during a dinner we were starting to talk about uh, business and then we arrived to the point that both of us we like to meditate so um, it's as for me for this important manager this uh, uh, way this new life let's call it new life arrive uh, by case we were not looking for it just arrived through curiosity it just arrived through watching uh, uh, netflix and uh, it start to be more and more inspiring for me so it's extremely important now for me to give attention to the people that is around me. I love that. To me, the biggest benefit of meditation is actually that it makes me feel the day is much, much longer. Before, the week felt like a day and the year felt like three weeks, not even a month. Now, yeah. it feels a lot more. The sense of time expands and there is presence and attunement to reality. Then to ask you even more, so if I understood correctly, for a lot of your life, you were someone inside of your brain and thoughts more than in touch with the reality. But you understood that through meditation, yoga, embodiment, and spirituality, you can add that additional dimension in your life of being totally present and of being in touch with life as it is. Because life as it is gives you the feedback on reality, but your thoughts might be wrong or not please comment on this and if so well what is your biggest insight about how to be in touch with reality as it is and understand situations correctly so that we are more effective and efficient 
Okay, first of all, for me, it's extremely important. I use now this motto. If you are going to my office, there is a post-it in every single wall that say, if you protect your dharma, your dharma will protect you. So what I'm doing is that I clearly understand in the last year that most of the time when I was during beginning a meeting, I was not present. My brain was probably too much fast and I was not giving the extremely important to the people in front of me. So I decide and I discover and now more and more how to be present. I want to be present. I want to feel the situation. This feeling, this emotion, this completely understanding of the reality helped me to, let's say, survive during the COVID quarantine in Kiev, that it's very hard and difficult. So I have the opportunity to help some of my colleagues, even though they have financial problems. So I try to heal them, to explain that the life can be different. I have not so big experience. I'm not, uh, um, let's say, a yogi or a monk to help. But uh, based on my recent experience worldwide, I can show them that working on ourselves, there are so many things inside that you cannot even know. Logically, I was obliged to make a great job inside of me because I, I was uh, going through difficult situation, personal situation, family situation. But I all understand that probably was a sign for me that it was the moment to take a break, to breathe, and to understand what is going on around. So I decided to be concentrated first on myself. And then when I recharge my battery, I said, okay, now is the moment that I want to help somebody that is near me. I love that metaphor. It reminds me of airplanes where they tell you when your oxygen mask comes down, yeah. put it on yourself first to care for yourself so you're strong enough to help the person next to you. Well, yes. you spoke a lot about mentoring people, helping them, giving them tools, being a positive presence for the people around you. Then to you, it seems people are very important. To ask you, were there stories or anecdotes or situations in your life that other people either gave you some insight or opened doors for you that really changed your future in a big way and that without other people, maybe you couldn't even be half or, or less of the person you are today because of some opportunities or insights and you mentioned mentorship as well. I mean, uh, if I have to answer to your question, I have to divide one from a personal point of view. Uh, logically, uh, the family helped me a lot, but recently my, uh, let's say, girlfriend helped me a lot. That is more spiritual than me. She is following a lot of uh, this activity. And one day she just told me, Ricardo, you have to remove your mask. I said, what are you talking? Which kind of mask? You have mask. You are not uh, feeling comfortable. You are not uh, the real Ricardo that is uh, inside of you. And it was true because I always protect my reputation, my position, my responsibility. And I was really block all the people that was trying to be connected. And sometime, and recently I talked with my colleague, they were scared to come to me because they were scared about my reaction or my uh, thought uh, and everything. So now I start uh, for the first time I mean, to open my, myself to them. 
and I saw that helping them, uh, it became more easy, the connection with them. Every day we are uh, doing some uh, exercise together like yoga or we are talking about important issue that uh, it's happening in the world and they share a different thought and some of them are also interesting for me so for me it's taking inspiration i like to write so i have a book a journey of all the issues that we discuss with my colleague with my friend with my girlfriend and when i'm looking for some inspiration or some idea i used to read this journey because uh, i like to understand how the people are thinking I like that very much. You're doing like a lot of wise things and you have people around you who give you the right mentorship and advice, including your girlfriend. Then let's go back in time. What was it totally different during your childhood? Like, for example, you said, yes, you had a mask before you were protecting your reputation and your work. Was that something that you needed to develop after university or during or did you notice like you had that strong military father or something like that and people around you were that way where they protect their face and their reputation and they try to be stoic in a sense of not showing emotions and therefore it was something you developed which is not a stereotype of Italians where the Italians will be a lot more emotional and open with their emotions. I mean, <clears throat> it's a very interesting question because uh, just recently I understand that all my previous behavior or character was uh, uh, created and modified by my family. Uh, I'm coming from a very old uh, medieval family where the, uh, to say, the instruction was really strict and straight. So my father gave precise rule, at this time we have to read, this time we have to study, this time we have to hit. So I was always obliged to live under the rules of my family. I don't want to say that was bad, but it gave me a great, great, uh, on, let's say, stamp on me. Then uh, moving uh, in the world and working by myself and create by myself my career, I understand that uh, all the, uh, let's say, advice that my father gave me was, yes, somehow and sometimes correct, but on the other side uh, was better to do in a different way. So I think if I have to answer to your question was, first was a great printing from my family and then was a great development from my side when I tried to understand how the, the world is working. I love your curiosity and it's something, I don't know whether you were born someone very curious or life has taught you that curiosity is the best strategy and solution. But also I noticed you spoke about sharing what you know with people, even if you're not a yogi or anything like that. Well, what is your legacy? If you are at the moment where you want to be remembered for something or change the world in a way that will stay for a long, long time, what would be the meaningful or interesting change and legacy you wish to have in this world? Great question. Uh, this is what I'm thinking in the last six months because uh, I want to change. I want to do something different. I'm uh, looking around what I can do to help people. Um, exactly, I still don't understand. For sure, I want to take a break and to spend, I don't know, minimum a year traveling all over the world. 
to better understand where it will be my last destination. But I'm very curious to discover. I don't know exactly where I will be and what I will do. But for sure, I want to be even small, a person that tried to help the world to be better. I love this. And since you chose to spend a year of traveling the world to get the answers and understanding about yourself, well, did you have stories or experiences, whether in Kiev, Russia, the US, Canada, Italy, Argentina, or anywhere else, where you had moments of understanding who you are because of some experience, and therefore, that is why you view that as a correct strategy. It's to travel to get the answers. So did you get some experiences and answers before from traveling anywhere? No, I didn't have a particular situation in all my travel of staying abroad. I just uh, had, um, uh, let's say, a strange feeling first time when I arrived in India. I don't know what is what happened to me but uh, I feel connected with this uh, uh, country. I don't know why. I really don't know the answer to this question. The only thing that I remember well was on the way from the airport to the hotel in New Delhi, my car was surrounded by these poor kids around asking for the cash. And they were touching and knocking to the windows of the car asking for the cash. And I was trying to open and the driver told me, no, 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 don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. But I remember the eyes of one kid that probably was five, was blue like the ocean. And I was shocked about this color. I never saw in my life. And from that moment, these eyes of the kids is always with me. I remember how much was suffering this baby, but how much was happy in the color, in the inside, I see happiness, even though he was asking cash to me, but he didn't have, let's say, uh, negative. I see just happy and uh, desire to be better. I love that because previously you mentioned that when you meet people, you try to focus on a detail of them and often it is the eyes. And uh, Milton Erickson, who is a famous hypnotherapist who passed away from the US, he said that he believes the human consciousness is almost all inside the human eyes. Can you speak about why did you find value or importance or meaning in the eyes? Was it something you always did or it's something that you discovered? And what is maybe like the way or the approach or the reason or even a technique that you find you understand and connect people with people better through eyes? I mean, taking consideration my top position, logically, most of the time when I met people for business reason, they are a little bit worried about me because you are, they are meeting the top manager and they're afraid about. So I use the technique that I, as I told you, to be present, but when I'm talking, I'm looking straight in the eyes of the person immediately because I want to feel this person. So it's technique that I use recently in the last five years and it's working. Uh, at the beginning, put in the, the person in front of me a little bit in difficult, but I try to use a soft high connection 
So not so deep, not so important to feel my position, but I try to have friendly eye connection. And uh, after this, when I have this friendly eye connection, all the meeting is going to be more smoothy, more easy, more easygoing. And I constantly want that the person that is in front of me is a part of the meeting because I repeat constantly the name of the person, not every second, but every three, four minutes, I repeat the name. So that means I give importance to the person that is in front of me. So the eye connection, the presence connection, and the feeling that I have with the person is extremely important to me. And I use these techniques now also in the normal life, outside of the job. I love that. And it shows also a lot of humbleness. The fact, even before you said that you support the people around you, you listen to them, you mentor them, you understand they're nervous, they're meeting the top manager, and therefore you try to put them at ease. Well, Often people, when they begin and uh, they have an important position, some of them become arrogant. And maybe, of course, that is not useful for results, but is good for their ego. Can you comment on this and why you choose the connection over ego? Maybe you had some realization. And we didn't even speak about your love for Kiev. So if you were to describe Kiev and the people and your experience there to foreigners all over the world who uh, don't know it. Like, why do you love it? Or what is so interesting uh, for you about Kiev? Kiev people are amazing and unbelievable amazing. They are work colleagues. They are working very hard. And uh, the example that they want to change is the recent revolution in Maidan. So they... They want to be and to feel better because they knew that around the Ukraine is another world. So that's why that's why the people are. I really like the Ukrainian people, and uh, I can compare even with the Russian. But uh, the Ukrainian consider them better, and even though they are more, let's uh, say, more European, they are more open-minded. Logically, they have a lot of problem, uh, political problem, economical problem, but they have the opportunity to develop this country because this country, I'm still here because there are so many opportunities in this country that nobody understands. This country is so rich of smart people, interesting people, beautiful people that nobody understands. There is a, a dogma or paradigma that considers Ukraine just a place for enjoying or have fun and everything. It's not like this. The country is so rich in terms of culture, in terms of possibility, in terms of everything that it's really difficult to find in Europe this kind of opportunity. And uh, they, are, they really welcome the foreigner. They really like to be with the foreigner because they can share the opportunity, they can share the idea. Logically, even though I'm more likely because I'm Italian and they are in love with Italy. They love Italy, they love the food, the culture. So the culture probably is the trade union between us because they are curious to discover. That's why I'm here to even promote the Italian way, to promote the easy going life that we have in Italy. And these people like, and I'm really fascinated about Kiev. I'm in love with Kiev. This is my second time that I'm back in Kiev. So there is some connection for sure. 
I love it. And then I will ask a simpler question since you're Italian and therefore demanding when it comes to Italian food. Which restaurants do you think do justice to Italian food in Kiev? Because it's such a wonderful culinary capital. I try to discover a lot that I'm, I'm in love with the Ukrainian food. So uh, I used to go to the Ukrainian restaurant. There are a few different restaurants here. Um, typical uh, Ukrainian because I'm in love with the uh, chicken Kiev, with Olivier, with Napoleon. And then, you know, the city is big, so I have the opportunity to taste different cuisine. Italian, so there are so many chain of Italian food, Italian restaurants, and very good. There is Thai, there is Chinese, there is uh, uh, Georgian, there is Japanese, there is everything. But most I used to go to the, uh, I don't know if I can say the name, but anyway, <laughs> it's a Ukrainian restaurant uh, in, in Kiev that it's famous, good quality and very good prices. Thank you. And then I, I'm really curious. Let's say you could return in time 30 years ago to the you that was uh, 21 and you could give that you three pieces of advice that will really be meaningful. What would they be? This, uh, wow, this is a very important question. Three important advice. I was talking with my father one month ago in Italy and I said, I have to say a few things to you, my babbo. In Tuscany, instead to say papa, we say babbo. Please, first, forgive me if I did something wrong. Then, thanks for what you give me. And the third was, I hope that I can be more and more better. Sometime when I made the meditation, <clears throat> there is a very easy exercise, you know? I try to connect, uh, I try to imag imagine me now meeting myself when I was 16, 17. And I cannot deny that the fact that when I tried the first time with my <clears throat> yogi, I was crying like a baby because I was happy to see me uh, when I was 20 years old. And uh, I had a very good conversation with myself. And the first things that I said, I said to myself, to Ricardo, 20 years old, I said, please forgive me if I made some mistake. And from this, the answer I remember was, don't worry, I can understand. Can we do something better now on? It will be help me and help you to be a better person. Thank you. That was very powerful. And then I will ask you something, which is more in line with dealing with uncertainty, especially now. Everything is changing so fast. Everything is changing so rapidly. How do you view the correct way to be a leader in a time of where everything is changing? And also, I will ask you, you seem to focus on more and more on emotions and connecting with people over time. Do you view that as basically an even more important aspect to success than intelligence or hard work? If someone could be a genius and a very hard worker, but they didn't connect with people, you believe that someone who connects with people will have a, a better life and a better success than someone who focuses only on intellect. So it's those uh, leadership in a time of uncertainty and the fact that human relationships, why is it valuable to you? Is it about success or 
you're in a stage in your life where you want to feel good and connect deeply? Um, we recently talked in the office. We have a brainstorming after the first lockdown. In Kiev, we never had a very strong lockdown. But we had the opportunity, I had the opportunity to meet with my close, uh, let's say, colleague. And it was exactly the, my question was, what this lockdown taught you about the situation? And I remember one of my colleagues told me that it's another disaster that happened now, not only to Ukraine, but to all over the world. And I said, what, doesn't, what, what do you mean? Because uh, every, it, it seems like it's exactly a meeting that every 10 years this country had with some trouble. The crisis of 2008, remember Chernobyl, and it was mentioned about Chernobyl of your family. Um, the crisis on 2008, 2009, revolution in Maidan, and now COVID. So these people are experienced to live with difficulties. Logically, they have to adapt, but they have so much strength to adapt to the, this difficult situation. And they always find a solution better than any kind of European uh, people because they are in trouble from more than 50 years, 60 years, even more from the, when the wall of Berlin was destroyed. So they are fighting every day with difficulty. This one is a big difficult, but they have the strengths, they still have desire, they still have smile to overpass this situation. Regarding myself, now I give more important of my feeling. I want to feel uh, happy. I want to feel uh, in a good mood. I want to feel uh, the people that are around me. And as I told you, I'm trying to avoid people that are not positive but just uh, to have the opportunity to meet good quality people, something that, I can, that they can give to me. So, and I want to be surrounded by just these people. Logically, sometimes I'm probably too much selected. I'm still too much selected, but uh, I feel more comfortable when I have around people that is good, smiling, laughing, smart, and happy. That's a wonderful recipe. And in systems theory, it says that the environment of any system affects its ability to thrive more than the what the system has, which means that you can put the best system, but in the wrong environment, it will not succeed. And an average system, but surrounded by something, an environment that is good for growth and thriving, and it will be amazing and that is what you do by surrounding with people is, is create an environment that will make you the average of the five people you spend most time with which will be very wise smart happy people which will influence you subconsciously and powerfully to be that kind of person this was wonderful do you have and, the, and, and excuse me if i interrupt you because recently i was looking something on I don't remember where in CNN or somewhere else. It was an interview of one mentor or business coach in the United States. And he said, don't forget that when you open your mouth, the world will understand exactly who you are. So I'm trying to use the right word at the right moment to 
give exactly the message who I am and what I would like to do. And, you know, this interview, the whole of it was about who you are, and it was very enlightening and wonderful. If you have a final message to the listeners you could share, as well as if people want to learn more about you, where can they go, which links or anything like that, website or anything to learn more? Uh, you know, as <clears throat> I don't have, have my Facebook account, but I use not to post anything. Uh, the only things that I can, logically, if you type my name in Google, it will find my career, my experience. But uh, normally, I don't want to show off me. I want to be more uh, low profile. I want that uh, all the people that I will meet, uh, they will appreciate uh, to talk with uh, Ricardo, not with uh, some important manager or a very a famous uh, top manager worldwide in the fashion. I want that they understand the real Ricardo. That is completely different from the previous one. It's completely another person. What I, what I can give an advice is first uh, to try to better understand what you would like, what you are waiting for. But the most important is to work on ourselves to better understand first inside of us what is it's going on because uh, at the beginning i understand that inside me was a really a chaos a disaster and then step by step using meditation using curiosity reading uh, yoga i try to clean uh, my heart my brain and then i'm trying to work and to discover uh, the world what doesn't mean to be attached with important things and detach from material things that are not necessary and to help as much as possible you can the people that are around you and they need help. Thank you so much. This could go on forever. It's so fascinating, but I respect your time. So, Ricardo, I wish you a brilliant and a great day. Thank you so much. You, may, you are doing something unbelievable. It's so interesting to listen your podcast, people, experience, and please continue in this way because you are doing very important things for everybody and for a better world.